This is Rabbi Avi Killip. Before we get into this episode, I want to share some incredible news. This fall, Hadar is moving into our new home at Congregation Shari Tzedek on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Our fiscal year ends on August 31st, and we're raising money to furnish the new space. Everything from books and furniture to state-of-the-art online streaming in our classrooms. If you love this podcast and Hadar's Torah content, and you want to see us produce more of it, please make a donation at hadar.org slash donate. Thank you. Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. In a newly released video and audio series, originally recorded in 2020, Rabbi Eli Kampfer introduces aspects of the High Holiday Machser as we prepare for the upcoming Chagim. You can sign up for a special WhatsApp group to get these teachings into your phone every morning with the link in the show notes. You can also find the videos on Hadar's YouTube channel or on hadar.org. On Tashma, right now, I'm delighted to feature the first of these, introducing the Malchuyot, or kingship, section of the Rosh Hashanah Musaf. Let's listen. All the Amidot in, in, um, in the holidays are made up of the normal structure of the Amidas, three blessings at the beginning, three blessings at the end, and one in the middle, which is about the day. But a Rosh Hashanah Musaf, um, and actually there are theories that it wasn't just Musaf, it might have been originally all the Amidot of Rosh Hashanah, but certainly in Musaf, Instead of having one bracha in the middle, um, you actually have the blessing about the day interlaced with three brachot, malchuyot, God's kingship, zichronot, remembrances, um, God remembering us, and uh, shofarot, and the blasting of the shofar. So the structure of the Rosh Hashanah Musaf Amida is instead of three, one, and three, it's three, three, and three. Um, now, what were we supposed to do in that uh, in that uh, middle section, the three, we're supposed to mention verses from the Bible. And here we get the guidance from the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Ein pochatin me'asara malchiyot, um, or in Chazal, they pronounce it malchiyot, uh, me'asara zichronot, me'asara shofarot. So you cannot recite any fewer than 10 verses for each of the sections. That is to say, the minimum number of verses um, that you're supposed to do is 10. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri Omer, Imamar Shalosh Shalosh Mikulan Yatsab. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says, Well, I can give you a minimum that's even lower than 10, which is three. Now, we don't exactly know if that's three per section or three in total, um, but we have a, a sort of a, a lower standard there that Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri said would, would still count. Um, and then we have some other guidance. In Mazkirin Zikaron, Malchut Peshofar Shal Puranut. There is uh, a, a desire not to. Uh, mesh zikaron and malchut zikaron that talk about malchuyot and also you can't um, quote verses that that have the shofar of puranut the shofar of punishment so you can't just go into the Tanakh and pick out any verse that has anything to do with kingship uh, memory and shofar you have to pick the right kinds of verses but notice there seems to be like they're not giving you the verses they're actually giving you a guide about how you might go ahead and pick the verses um Finally, we get Marchil Batorah, Mashlim Banavi. You're supposed to begin, start the verses with verses from Torah and finish them with verses from the prophets, from Navi. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Imishlim Batorah Yatsa. Rabbi Yossi said, actually, if you finish with Torah, you're also fine. And Babli understands that to be actually the, the desired way. That's the way we do it is to, to finish with a verse from the Torah. Okay, so what I want to leave us with on this Mishnah is. There is a, uh, a number that we're trying to hit, which is 10, 10, and 10. You can't go less than 10. Although if you do it um, three, 
then Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri at least says you're okay. And there's some other guidance about which verses you're supposed to choose and in what order you're supposed to do them. That's the Mishnah's take on the structure that we're going to look at. And actually, um, the Tosefta, the, the sort of parallel ancient text on Jewish law to the Mishnah, um, gives us even more guidance about what it means to say these verses. Um, and we get another opinion in there, which is not just the 10 that we've talked about or the three of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, but we have Rabbi Akiva who says, um, So apparently there was another uh, middle position, which is that if you hit seven of these verses, then you're good. So you can see that they're trying to put together the Amida and the structure here. Everybody agrees that there are verses. They're not totally clear on how many you need to do um, and what kinds you need to you need to do. The Tosefta actually goes even further and says, well, let me tell you a little bit more about what kinds of verses you should do. Like, if I say you're supposed to do zichronot, do you need to use verses that actually have the the, the shoresh, the root, uh, zayin kapresh, zocher, or could you use another word that means the same thing when God remembers, like, kiktonot, Adonai pakare tzara, God remembers Sarah. That's the Torah reading that we read on Rosh Hashanah. So could you use verses where you're not using the, the shoresh of uh, Zahar, of remembering, but you're using the idea, another shoresh of pakad, and we have a disagreement. Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda disagree throughout all this. Rabbi Yossi says, sure, you can say those verses. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, he's very strict. You can't say it unless it's actually the root um, Zion Kafresh. And they run through a whole bunch of other rules here uh, about what you're supposed to do. So the bottom line as we're about to dive into the verses that we say is that um, in, originally there was free range in terms of choosing verses. You had to hit certain minimum standards. There were certain guidelines, but you could go into the Tanakh and pick out the verses that you wanted. And that meant that when you were leading Rosh Hashanah Musaf, it wasn't just read these words out of the Moxer and pick some nice tunes. That was also part of it. But the idea was that you're supposed to come up with which verses are meaningful to you, okay? Which verses speak to the themes for you. And that's what we're going to do as we move through the, the verses that were sort of standardized in most Maksurim. We're going to try to make these verses more meaningful. I want to look at one last text um, today. Again, it's just a guide uh, giving us some sort of framework about what we're doing when we're in Malchuyot, Zichronan, and Shofaron. And that's, uh, I'm just scrolling through all the other rules that they have here um, about which verses to choose. Uh, but this is a, uh, the, the Mishnah that I want to end with is the Mishnah from a totally different context, which is the Mishnah in Tanit. Mishnah in Tanit, um, the, the, the Mishnah that discusses public fasts. What happens when there's an emergency in the Jewish people and you have to take on a fast because there's no rain that's coming? So what the, um, what the Mishnah tells us is that you alter your Amida, you modify the Amida to add six special brachot, okay? Um, and um, so you do the normal 18 that you recite daily, and then you add another six brachot to that. What are the, um, the six that you, that you add? The Eluhain, these are they. Um, I'm just adding this here. Zichronot, Zichronot, and Shofarot. That is to say, the, forget about Machiot for a second, but Zichronot and Shofarot are the sections that you add in the beginning of the special brachot to Mishnatani. That is to say, in a moment when we are suffering and, uh, and needing of, of God's salvation, um, the special brachot that we add are the special brachot that actually we know more familiar from Rosh Hashanah, but showed up here in Tani. And what are those brachot? How did they say it? It's not the way we say it in our Maksar, but it gives us another window into what these could stand for. 
Um, so they're running through Zichronon and Shofar. The first one is Goel Yisrael. And now for the second one, the leader says, uh, The one who answered our ancestors on uh, the Sea of Reeds, So that one, that God who listens to us on the sea, may God hear our cries now. And then we say, Blessed are you, God, who remembers the forgotten. Okay, and that's probably a reference to the forgotten cries of the Jewish people. And then what's the shofarot? Misha not Yehoshua Bagilgal, the one who answered Joshua Bagilgal, which is the sort of a station where Joshua um, uh, and the people encamped as they were sieging uh, Jericho. So that when the walls of Jericho came down, it was because of the lasting of the shofar. And that was another um, time that God answered us when we blew the shofar and were able to bring down the walls of Jericho. So you have these very rich associations, God remembering us as we're uh, trapped at the edge of Yamsuf, God remembering us as we're trying to bring down the walls of Jericho. And that's the Zichronot and the Shofarot that we're going to see um, uh, sort of the basis of that as we move through the verses of our Amida. Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to Nadav Remez for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you. Thank you.